go out to LA. Somebody need to do a song for LA. Straight up. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. This is Los Angeles. Boy, y'all done did it today. Y'all done did it. This, I, this is what I don't understand. Like, after Cole passed, I think a lot of people did a lot of self-reflecting, a lot of family reflecting, right? And let me touch on that real quick. Now, I'm not, I'm not bringing up Cole. I know we, we did it. We had a whole week to, to mourn. And to grieve, and and of course, the city of LA and his hardcore fans are still going to be going through it. So I don't want to make light of that. What I want, I don't want to, I don't want to bring up something that we've already talked about. But I want to bring up something that's very underrated, and that's making it back home. I tell cats all the time. I say on Twitter. I bring up my wife. I really love my wife. I really love my kids. I really want to get fucking home. You know what I mean? I I don't know I don't talk to well I do talk to other people but I don't hear people talk how to how the way I talk when I'm like yo when I when I leave for work Wednesday morning and it's and it's three thirty four o'clock in the morning I got to get on that fucking freeway on the sixty freeway to go to L A with them eighteen wheelers I really pay attention I really pay attention why I want to get to work safely I want to get back to my family. I want to get back to my family. My daughter's hair smelled different, you know, on Sunday. That's because I paid attention to details. Like I held her, squeezed her, you know. I took my, I took her, I took my son out to go swimming. It was just, it was just us three. When my wife was on this little brunch thing. I took them to go swim and just, and I just sat back. I got stung by a goddamn bee too in my leg. That shit hurt. That shit hurt. Uh, but I took it like a soldier and I still stayed out there, but it was cold as shit. It's cold today. But the point I'm trying to make is I sat there and I watched them as cold as it was. I sat back and watched and I looked at them and I said, I got to embrace all this shit. I got to embrace all of it. And I love it. And I know the whole entire world because I've seen it online. Niggas call me, text me and things like that. I listen to niggas shows and they like and they said the same thing. They spitting out the same type of shit like, yo, it's just about family, family, this family, that family, this family, that close friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You put all that bullshit to the side. And for once, I say, you know what? Niggas is starting to get it. Now, I didn't. I, I I didn't fully buy into it because I know how you niggas get down, but you did have me for a second. You did have me for a second because a lot of niggas got emotional. Damn near majority of the shows that I got on when I talked about Kobe, I was crying because it hit me that hard, you know, and I explained it in some episodes. You can go listen to Talker Brothers. You're going to listen to uh, the Breaks Radio. It was uh, countless shows that I, I ain't going to say countless. It was a gang of shows that I did where I just ended up crying. I ended up crying over it. I was sad. My nigga, I was sick. You know? Um, But then February 3rd, uh, 2020, February 3rd, 
2020 hits, and we got this bullshit. Well, first of all, before we get to February 3rd, let's get to February 2nd, the Super Bowl halftime show. I thought that was one of the best Super Bowl experiences that I had in a long time. I didn't have a party. I didn't go to a party. I stayed at home. Me and my wife cooked buffalo wings. We made some fried chicken, some uh, popcorn shrimp, and some fries. Set back, and we watched the whole game together. Right? I was in my little introvert slash kicking it with the family mood. Still down about the Kobe shit. Because uh, you're still getting the tributes and stuff. <coughs> so... I'm watching the game. I watched the halftime show. I enjoyed the halftime show. I enjoyed every bit of it. There was not one part of the halftime show I did not I that I disliked. I mean, when the nigga came out and all that silver, I said, "What in the foil shit is this?" But I loved it. And sure enough, you let Twitter cook long enough. And the niggas will come out, and 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 I and I got I got to go after the niggas before I go after the white people because both of y'all niggas decided to act up during during the Super Bowl. And what was that? Oh, they got the nerve to have a a, a Latin um, performance during Black History. Yo, you niggas has got y'all niggas is retarded, like. No, seriously, something is wrong with y'all niggas. I get it. I know Twitter got bots and they throw shit out there for people to argue about and people fall into it all the time. No, these were real life people complaining about the performance. I see nothing wrong. I enjoyed it. You know what? A lot of people enjoyed it. Like I can see if there was, well, we were definitely waiting on a, um, <laughs> Uh, uh, costume malfunction. We were definitely wait a wardrobe malfunction. I should say we were definitely waiting on that. Oh yeah, with all that ass shaking, we were definitely waiting on that. A fifty year old J Lo. I don't know how old Shakira is, but I know she up there, and her ass jiggling. Hold on, her ass jiggling all over the goddamn stage and shaking. Now the little that part right there threw me the fuck off. But I let her live because she was cooking that whole goddamn performance. And they brought a strip hole out. I want to say this. You fucking hypocrites in the NFL. J-Lo was out there on a strip hole. They was out there shaking that ass. And y'all ain't brought back Janet because a nipple came off that it wasn't, it wasn't even her fault. Yeah, but y'all know what it is. Anyhow, we seen the commercials. <laughs> We seen that I was pleased with all the Super Bowl commercials, except that Trump shit. But I was pleased with the Super Bowl commercials. I ain't gonna go through details. Y'all niggas seen the commercials. I'm gonna tell you, well, this is, first of all, the nigga that was just trying to get his shirt cleaned. Oh, goddamn. That was perfect. He was even popping up in other people commercials. That was brilliant. Yo, Ty did that goddamn thing on that one. That was brilliant. Um, I love that shit. I love the halftime performance. I don't see what the fuck is y'all problem. And, and, it, and it, <coughs> it's black people, though. What the fuck do y'all... Who do y'all want to perform? At this point, I'm like, who, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, to me, that was one of the best 
halftime performances we had in a very long time. Better than Beyonce shit. I seen the Beehive out there trying to, they was on there on a lightweight hating and shit like that. No, uh, Beyonce shit was not better than that. It wasn't. Was it good? Yes, it was good. All right, it probably was. I don't know. It was up there. Beyonce was good, but it wasn't like, everybody know the best Super, uh, Super Bowl performance of all time was MJ. So we're gonna, we're just gonna stop that right now. MJ killed that shit in the 90s. I'm sorry. Ain't nothing gonna top that. Ain't nothing gonna top the God. But this shit right here was beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was in Miami. You could feel that flavor. It was spicy. Okay. I don't know what Shakira did with her tongue. Don't ask me about that again. I just don't know. That shit was crazy. Um, but you had these two beautiful Latin women on stage and they killed that shit. They did. And you know, and, and they, and they MILFs. They up there. Taylor brought her daughter up there who looked exactly like her. <laughs> you got your nerve. She fell right out of JLo. She ain't even got no daddy. JLo is the mama and the daddy of that child. And it was just beautiful, man. And you niggas sit up here and hate it on it, right? God, nigga, we can't have nothing. Nothing pleases you niggas. But you know what? I, you niggas love, y'all like debating on Twitter. Y'all like being upset because y'all niggas ain't got nothing else to do. If you had some happiness, you niggas is not complaining like that. Like you niggas were literally complaining that these two Latinos, Latinas, if I'm getting it wrong, let me know. I went to school with Mexicans, so we just called them Mexicans. But I, from what I was heard, from what I was told, that's offensive now because you know niggas are sensitive and Mexicans and, and it's not Latinos and Latinos are not Mexicans, but Mexicans are Latinos and like I don't know, I don't know, okay. But what I will say is that shit was fire. It was muy caliente, nigga. Damn, y'all niggas complain about everything. Like, that's why I call niggas Republicans. Cause you niggas complain about everything that we do. Everything. Everything you can't complain about. You can't complain about. Why are we worried about Megan Thee Stallion and, and G Easy? And now niggas, <coughs> first of all, first of all, nigga, if you don't know who G, uh, G Easy is, why are we hating? He's a nigga from the Bay Area, white boy from the Bay Area, and he'll probably punch your face off. G Easy ain't. This, uh, you know what it is? Any white rapper that comes out, they automatically compare him to Eminem and put him in that same boat. Not to say that they are they're as crazy or as lyrical, but they think they think he's soft. Jeezy will probably punch your fucking face off. The niggas from the Bay Area and he's certified in the Bay. All right. So all y'all niggas that don't know that he got some globalness to him, leave the nigga alone and he's sucking. She's a young, thick thing in these streets. You don't know who she's sexing. And why does it matter, though? You got to ask yourself, why does it matter? You niggas use Kobe's death as an excuse to reflect on your life, saying that nothing matters except for family. Couple of days later, you niggas is whining about a white boy kissing on a black woman during Black History Month. Boy, you hoteps is something else. No, you hotep niggas is stupid. Y'all niggas is y'all niggas is weird. Just let shit be, man. Like you niggas complain about everything, my nigga. And the cold part about it is, I hate niggas that complain. But if the shit was in their face, they wouldn't say nothing. 
They probably feel a certain way inside, but the niggas wouldn't say anything. If you was in that same room with G-Eazy and, and Meg, you're not going over there and separating them two like, ah, that's not right. You're not going to do nothing. You ain't going to do nothing but move your thumbs. Man, I swear to God, you niggas is weird. Like if 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 you went to the Super Bowl and niggas invited you on stage, you're not going to sit up there and stop the performance and say, no, 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 I really don't like this one. I don't think this should have been set up. I think it should have been, shut up. Who you going to put up there? Trick Daddy, he just got out of jail. Fuck you niggas is weird, man. All you niggas do is complain. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a normal thing. You niggas complain on Twitter every day. I see complaints on Twitter every day. I see stupid questions. I see stupid comparisons. And I see, I see stupid, stupid complaints. And you ask, well, Baylor, why you aren't? Because there's other shit on there. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, you can, I can scroll, see something in the sports thread. Okay. They talking about this, that, and the third. Would you, would you, would Might see something enlightened. Might see a funny video. You know what I'm saying? Might see some podcasters talking about something. Then you're going to see some stupid shit. Like people retweeting the Meg, the Megan Thee Stallion video with Jeezy sucking her face off. And he was damn sure was trying to suck that face off. So what? If they, if they have sex, then what's the problem? They all have, I, I hope they have sex. I hope they've been having sex since February 1st all the way to February 28th. Is this the leap year? Because they can have it all the way to the 29th. Because you niggas complain about everything, my nigga. Like, don't come to... And and, and if you niggas that's complaining outside of California, don't come, don't come to L.A. with that bullshit. Don't come to, don't come to L.A. with that anti-interracial bullshit. Because niggas out here dating everybody. Date any and everything. If the fucking roles was reversed. No, I take that back. Yo, no, I don't take that back. If the roles were reversed, I was about to say, cause it, it probably look that much worse if a black man was sucking on a white woman's face. But if, well, actually, no, cause somebody, who was that? Was that Fliz? Was Fliz saying if I forgot the black person that he said, I forgot which artist he said was, was sucking on uh, damn! I forgot what he said. It was a good one though. It was a good one though. Oh, the baby! He said the baby was sucking on. Um, what's the white chick? What's the white chick? Uh, that got body. I mean, she paid for it, but y'all know who I'm talking about. She used to go with Nick Young. Her, I forgot. I forgot her name. Um, but if he was sucking on her face, it'd probably be a whole totally different story. Because the niggas so liked, but because y'all don't niggas, because y'all niggas don't know who G Easy is, and he happened to be white. Yo, black people and racism is weird. You niggas is petty racist. Like, no matter of fact, I wouldn't even say that. You niggas don't even know how to be racist. You niggas just complain. Y'all complaint racist. Y'all niggas is stupid, man. Really stupid. And my last topic. Let me get to my last topic, man. <sighs> It's niggas out here charging niggas to be on a show. <laughs> hey, look, let me let me explain something to you. You kiss my ass, okay? Like, this is one of the reasons why I don't ask a lot of people to be on my show. Or I ask certain people to be on my show. And you know what? I would love to talk to any and everybody, even if I don't really fuck with you. I can sit up there and talk to you unless you like one of those weird niggas that I feel like can't hold a great convo. 
then I don't want you on. But I'll, I'll actually have just about anybody on my platform if I feel like we could have a great one. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like you was a harm to my brand or you would sound stupid or it wouldn't be entertaining for the listeners, then I wouldn't have you on. But you're telling me that there's people out here. Now, don't get me wrong, because I gave an example to my boy. Shout out to D. Murph. Me and D. Murph was talking about this earlier. You got to make it make sense, people. That there are people out here that's actually on their entrepreneurship. They really are. They like, yo, this last year and the year before, like, was like the two heaviest years where people was like, yo, I'm about to be on my shit. You know, it started to, it caught a buzz like three, four, five years ago of people sprinkling off trying to do their own thing, trying to build their brand and shit like that. Now, 2020 and beyond, niggas is not playing when it comes to this brand shit. You know what I mean? When it comes to this authentic brand shit, when your name is attached to it, businesses and merch and all that shit, niggas is not playing anymore. So I, you know your worth. That's the core part about it. Like when you know your worth, then you demand a certain, uh, you demand it. I'm not, I'm not paying you to record some content. Nigga, I could record by myself. Majority of my... Nah, I got. I don't know. I have a lot of shows, so I I couldn't tell you how many if I have more shows recorded with with a guest or without or you know or in a solo shit. But I would tell you, I don't need your content. I don't. If I want to talk to you, nigga, I'll probably approach you unless you approach me first. And if you approach me first, I'm with it because that means you got something to talk about and you appreciate my platform. So, you know, I'm not one of those niggas that you can't uh, approach. I'm just the type of nigga that's not about to approach everybody because I got a lot of shit going on. But if you ask me, nigga, let's get this shit popping. I got to get my software updated so I can start recording with guests. Who going to be the first guest? I digress. Um, Yo, you niggas is out here charging niggas for money for content. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm sorry, if you're not giving me no insight on some classic historical shit that we just missed or we don't know about. I'm not I'm not about to pay you, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? Like it's not like you sitting on the information. I'm pretty sure if you got your own podcast, you probably said it already or you're about to say it. I could wait. There's people out here charging people a fee to be on this show. No, they, hear me out though. There, two, there's two different types of fees that I've heard of. There's a fee where if I want you on my show, I pay you. There's also a fee if I want to be on your show, I pay you. <laughs> you can kiss my ass. <laughs> Respectfully. And not literally. Well, yo, what's wrong with you niggas? I'm look, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna be quite, I'm gonna be as honest as I can with the podcast community. I fuck with a lot of y'all. And what I mean fuck with y'all is different levels of fucking with y'all, right? So how many levels is it? I really can't tell you. But let's just start at the first level of just me listening to your show. 
That's the first level right there. I fuck with you by listening to your show. Then there's another level where I fuck with you and maybe talk to you on a personal level. Then there's another level where I fuck with you and we share content, um, <clears throat> personal, personal things amongst each other, just between us. And, you know, we, we kick it and shit like that in person. Then, of course, as you go higher and higher, niggas is probably at my house. Niggas that met my family, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of you niggas is on one and two. <laughs> okay? And when I, another thing, I love this podcast game. To me, the podcast game is, to me, the podcast game is a different department, a part of hip hop to me. That can be a part of hip hop. Or it could be hit in, it could be in the likeness of hip hop where niggas is out here spitting. You know, niggas is out here trying to get heard with their brand, with their content. Everybody on the same level, though. Some people put in other work. Some people got different type of podcasts. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is, nigga, we all peers. I don't feel like nobody content is greater than the other. I think other platforms are different than each other. You know what I'm saying? I can listen to the Drunken Nights and I can tell you the difference from listening to the Drunken Nights and listening to Out of Left Field Podcast. I can tell you the difference from listening to um, Views from the Seven and then listening to um, What Up Though Podcast. There's a difference. Everybody got great content, but we're all peers. I'll be damned if anybody say, all right, you know, you want to be on the show? Oh, yeah, definitely I'll be on the show. I mean... You know, I'm instant content. Let's let's do this. All right, so I'm going to send you the invoice. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. If you send me an invoice to be on your podcast, oh, man, I don't want to threaten nobody. I'm not going to even send it back. I'll probably burn it. I'll probably make a video of me burning it. I don't even have a fireplace anymore. I used to at my old place. I'll find a fireplace and burn that shit and put it on live. No, as a matter of fact, in my complex, we do have two fireplace. No, we got one. We got a fireplace next to the pool. I'll go out there and burn that shit. Don't send me no goddamn invoice. Why we can't work together? Why we can't work together and build something to the point where our brands are strong enough to start charging niggas? I haven't met a podcast brand right now that's strong enough, elite enough for me to be like, yeah, I might have to get him some money. First of all, I'm broke, nigga. Second of all, that's why I ain't, uh, I, I haven't, <coughs> if y'all ever noticed that I still listen to y'all shows and I haven't listened to none of y'all Patreon shows, you want to know why? I'm broke, nigga. You think I'm about to spend $5, $10, $7, $2 a month? That shit add up, nigga. Fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all niggas is weird, man. I feel like we need to slap box. Because uh, I... I feel like niggas is getting out of control. I feel like whoever came up with this idea put this shit on Twitter and then they ran with it. They ran with it. They ran with it. And then niggas took that idea and said, yeah, my worth is, is just like their worth. I feel like I should charge people $30 for me to be on a, what? 
Newsflash. Some of you niggas ain't that dope. Some of you niggas is not dope. Some of you niggas is fillers. Some of you niggas are Memphis bleak. The nerve of you niggas. I'm going to tell you like this, man. I respect a lot of niggas in this podcast game. I do. But you, that doesn't mean that I can't lose respect for you niggas. You, this shit is not cemented. Just to let you know, that shit can go away. And for the people that haven't listened to their show yet, haven't heard of or whatever, if this is your first time listening to my show, hi. <laughs> this is authentic as I'm going to get. Well, I'm always like this. But you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to, no, man, I don't do none of that fake shit. I love, I love podcasting. I love it. I have a passion for it. I will try to fit in, fit in people's schedules so I could be a part of their craft, so I could help it out, make it better, whatever I, whatever the case may be. You know who I fuck with? I fuck with Talker Brothers a lot down there in Houston. You want to know why? Because Goldie, Smash, Geo, them niggas is not afraid to be like, yo, BTG, you ready to record? Like, them niggas, at this point, them niggas don't even ask me to record. They be like, yo, we about to record. You know what I'm saying? What's your schedule? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to that point. Like, them niggas not asked when y'all, re- that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's too many cocky niggas in this game. Besides the niggas that's charging, it's a lot of you niggas that want to ask niggas to be on your show or you want to be a part of their show with your egos in a way. Your ego is, sometimes you need to sit down and talk to your ego. Tell your ego that it's stupid. I don't have an ego. I just told you goddamn niggas that y'all can come and all, anybody is welcome on my platform. You just got to hit me up. Because half of the time I'm not thinking about y'all niggas. There's certain people that I do run a, that I do want to record with and I've already hit those people up. We haven't done it yet because I got to get my technical shit out the way. You know what I'm saying? I got to highlight my engineer. I got to highlight my producer, you know, which is be honest. And this is another thing. Be honest is not available to produce anybody else's show right now. The nigga produced seven shows under one network. He's light-skinned and stop. I'm not asking him no more. That's just a disclaimer. I'm not yelling at anybody, but God damn it, the nigga... He does enough. He produces enough shows right now. He's not doing any artwork. He's not taking on any more shows unless, I mean, he might take on some more shows, but no, he's not. He doesn't have room. I said no. I said no. (sighs) Fuck is y'all niggas mad about, man? You niggas complain about the fucking halftime show. You niggas is complaining about interracial dating. You niggas is complaining about not getting paid to be on somebody. Man, shut up. Y'all niggas are stupid. I don't really feel like physical abuse is necessary, but I feel like sometimes you just got to get in a ring and slap box with niggas. Put some gloves on if you don't want to get slapped. Because it, it seems like getting knocked up the side of your head is the only way that's going to fix this shit. Y'all be acting fucking stupid. Come out to Spoke Free Weekend, though. Uh, April 16th through the 20th. Uh, one of the best live shows. Not only that, though, uh, there's an event in October. The APOC, the, oh shit, let me get this correct. It is the, it's the, it's the APOC connection. The APOC, the APOC connection, that's, um, Nicole Banks. And I think she'll be in Miami this year. 
Yeah. I'll confirm everything uh, on next week's show, but definitely she'll be in Miami. And it's in October again. <clears throat> and I want to say it'll probably be the second week. You said I, I'm pretty sure I'll bring it up two or three more times before we even get to the summertime. But she's definitely having another APOD connection in um, October in Miami. So shout out to that, too. I'm going to have to hit her up, see if I can be a part of that. I travel a lot, so I don't know. I need to sit down for a bit. Let me think for a bit. I've been stressed out a lot, too. That's probably why I've been snapping. But, no, fuck that. I'm out of here. Because y'all niggas are stupid. I'm not paying any of y'all niggas. I'll be damned if I get y'all niggas some money. Hell no. Not with y'all complaining on... Man, y'all niggas be complaining on Twitter all fucking day. Oh, before we get out of here... um. Again, rest in peace to Kobe. Uh, send my condolences to Vanessa and the family. Uh, Gigi, the seven other lovely human souls uh, that was on that helicopter. Um, one of my closest friends, Britt Renee, has a poem. And I think um, she's she's great at, she's great at poems. She's great at at talking that shit, um, very soul touching, and I don't want, I don't want to bring the mood down, but I think it's necessary for for the episode because it's like it might be another poem, and and I haven't heard it, I haven't heard it yet, and I probably won't hear it until this episode comes out Thursday because I want to be surprised just like everybody else, <clears throat> but. I want I if I know her, it's gonna be another poem that helps us reflect on our lives. And that's what we need to do. Because at the end of the day, I do I know I just finished talking some shit, but the Super Bowl halftime show was just a good feeling. It helps. Um seeing G Easy and Megan the Stallion, it just shows us how long we came to see just an interracial dating it looks fun i mean who's who's to say they're even dating they could have just did that shit just to mess with people you know it could it it's probably not even serious or whatever just kids having fun man just two entertainers having fun that's what that's what i've seen and you know cats know their worth in in this uh podcast business or whatever but have some respect for the game if you know you're not there yet don't be charging niggas man have some respect BTG for president. I am the president. Rest on his network. Um, I'll see y'all next week. These niggas is charging and shit. Fucking weirdo. Our greats leave too soon. Bernie Mac, Biggie, Prince, MJ, Tupac, Biggie, Nipsey, just to name a few. Sometimes it's too soon that the greats leave us. Yes, we grieve, but have to remember what did they teach us. Did they show us strength and the will to strive? How about the way of living and how to feel alive? Or maybe they were examples of not living right, but were able to change and show a brighter light. When these greats leave too soon, what is God trying to say? No matter how good we have it, things in the blink of an eye can be taken away. No one is invincible. We strive and bust our ass. No one has more time in one day than anyone else has. Some focus on being admired, career success, or have lots of money. That's not what it's all about. I'm not trying to be funny. And if anyone was able to show that, it was that man, Kobe. After following his career and after retirement, 
that's what he showed me. Flaws, compassion, work hard and dedication, fight on and polish your reputation. On the court and off, you should want to be the greatest. It makes you wonder about yourself and what you've been as the latest. Dreamt to be the best, he clearly meant it, continuing to work hard and playing through a torn tendon. The man loved his family even more than he loved the game. He had it all, family, talent, money, intelligence, and fame. Your real legacy is built within the circle you create. They follow your lead with how and what you demonstrate. Kobe showed us that too. You saw it all in Gigi. She was Kobe Bryant for the Women's League. Sadly, we will never see that. Tragedies can happen at any time. And the darkest days are in the midst of your prime. Kobe's legacy and bond with Gigi was so strong, God had to take both. To take one would have been so wrong. You could see the frequency from far and near, so genuine it could move anyone to tears. Family and love is where the riches are. If you aren't investing in that, the real wealth is very far. Kids want a dad like that. Women dream of being with a man of his stature. Pour in all that to your legacy, breathe and feel that kind of rapture. He started young. He started great. He started with the Lakers. He was number eight. Something changed. He bettered himself and became more. During that transition, he changed to number 24. Have you seen a real life superhero? They don't live forever. Use them as the blueprint to make yourself better.